2: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six baseball. This is
3: Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia. On this episode, I am joined with...
2: Chris, the curator Johnson.
3: He uh, makes his triumphant return uh, back to the podcast after a little hiatus. But now that we're kind of getting more and more closer to season... Uh, you can start seeing more of us through our Apple or Apple Podcast, uh, All Angels Podcast, and our YouTube page, uh, All Angels Podcast on on YouTube. So definitely check out both, subscribe to both, help us out. So in this episode, we're going to kind of recap a little bit, talk a little bit about the Oakland A's. Um, I did the preview with Martin Gallegos of the MLB.com. He is the beat writer, so we're we'll kind of give our thoughts about that um, a little bit. Then obviously we got the Curators Chronicles. It's back, and then we'll kind of just finish up. Our- some um, uh, angel news that's happened over the last, you know, couple days, last couple weeks. Um, you know, we kind of had a retirement announcement, but not really a retirement announcement. But we'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> later. So, um, yeah. off, I'm going to bring up obviously the Oakland A's, and we I kind of talked about it with Martine and now. Um, you know, obviously first place in the West, um, seven and three against the Astros, and six and four against um, the Angels. And and Chris, I mean, you know. When it's Oakland, even when they don't seem to be doing great, they always seem to somehow play the Angels really um, uh, aggressively and, and always seem to come out on the, on the good end of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, going back to – I mean, I feel like you look all the way back to like 2002, 2001, it's always that Oakland team. They're sneaky. They – like it, it's a quintessential money ball type of situation right and uh yeah you can't sleep on oaktown they got they got a bunch of no-namers and then every year these guys are just like crushing the ball and it's and they have and they just bring up another crop the next year and the next year and it's just like relentless so it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing and you can't you can't sleep on them ever um and I like they're never rated up there with like the, you know, the big names. Even guys like Chris Davis didn't even get that national fanfare. Right. These are solid players. Marcus Simeon, who they're without this year. But um yeah, every year, even like the Astros kind of slept on them a little bit. And then we saw how, you know, how that played out. So
3: do you think, you know, obviously a lot of people like to talk about the rivalry with the Dodgers and stuff like that. But do you think their Angels biggest rivalry is with Oakland or would you pick a different team? Uh,
2: shoot. It was, uh, I felt like it was, uh, the Rangers for, for a while, like the, like 2007, 2008, nine, all that stuff. Then we got Hamilton too. So that kind of happened. Yeah. We know how that
3: worked out. I was about right? to say who got the best <laughs> end of that. That's <laughs> probably not a great, great
2: then, thing uh, to bring up. Yeah. I think you know Hamilton made all those uh remarks about Dallas Fort Worth being a football town. And mm, yeah. So we kind of feel the rivalry a little bit. And that both teams were contentious. But um Oakland over the last like 20 years, yeah, I would say that's our rival. I would say in the in the 90s, mid-90s, it was uh the Mariners, but it shifted okay. definitely,
3: and then it became the Astros. Pretty well, good. I think, what is it, the last uh, couple of years, the Astros have been the rival with everybody, not just uh, the Angels. I think that's probably more accurate than anything yeah. else. Astros um,
2: versus everybody. like Yeah, they're, it's, it's rough out there for them.
3: You know, we were obviously with, with each other at Halo Haven for opening day uh, last year, and, and Matt Olsen um, finished that game with a walk-off. Um, Against my boy. Hobie Milner who Hobie was no longer Mil- who is no Milner. longer on the team. That's that's where we found out that there was a Hobie Milner on the Angels roster right then and there. I,
2: yeah, I thought Hobie Milner was like a surf legend or he played a lot of like Fraser. Golf golf H- yeah, find him in Huntington
3: Beach or something. <laughs> I'm like,
2: what? Hobie Milner's a pitcher? Throwing yeah, like exactly throwing like 65 mile an hour looping curveballs, but anyways, he actually you know, uh, he actually righted the ship so we he talked, did for a while you're absolutely talked, right yeah he, we talk all this smack about hobie but hobie was, he was all right.
3: i think that 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 second and third month of the season i think we i forgot what we were talking about and we kind of went back and looked at his stats from that like kind of like from opening day on and we're like wow he's like a top three guy out of that bullpen which yeah. i mean wasn't saying a lot with that bullpen they had <laughs> last year but still kind of where you expected him to be It was like oh okay well he's not terrible um a big struggle that Oakland had this last year with Matt Olsen. We kind of brought him up right there, but he struggled, but his power was there. That scares me as far as him not getting the ship righted and knowing the potential player that he is. If he does get it going this off this season, um, that Oakland offense that was kind of average to below average can really pick up in a, in a hurry.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did And then going back to like Martin, what he said about it, what was he uh Kind of talking
3: he, about guys. he he said he said, you know, also it was more of one of those things where, and we saw a little bit with Upton. Um, it was a thing where because the short season, it took him a little bit longer to get ready, and by the time he kind of got into that, you know, mid-season flow, the season's over. Yeah, you know, because these guys struggle so much at the beginning of the season. The the, the summer camp was so short and quick yeah. that the older and, and Olsen's not even really that old. I look at it right now, and he's 26, but um, going to be 27 this season, but still, you know, some players d- take a little bit different to kind of get warmed up. And he was one of the um, examples of it. And so 14 home runs but batting under 200. It was literally one of those things where either the ball's going over the wall or he's, he's getting it out. So as an angel fan, I'm kind of like hoping that he doesn't get a turnaround because they did well with the offense they did last year with very, like I said, average to below average. Um, the thing that the A's kind of really depended on, was their bullpen. And also Liam Hendricks has gone from that. That helps us uh, tremendously. And I'm not sure. Martin was kind of saying that he felt Rosenthal can fit into that spot where Hendricks left off. But Hendricks had such a dominating season last year that I don't think Rosenthal can do that. I think he could be good. I think he'll be respectable as a closer. I just don't think he'll be the shutdown guy that Hendricks was last year. Um So that's going to be something really interesting to see. Obviously, Mitch Moreland, uh, one-year deal. He's the guy that can kind of fit here and there, uh, DH, but he's going to have to kind of prove things going. And uh, Chris Davis, the guy that always seemed to be horrible, but then play the Angels crushes him. Uh, Yeah. He doesn't leave the division, but at least he leaves Oakland, so maybe the change of scenery uh, helps. I am
2: so happy Crush Davis is out of Oakland, man. That guy, it doesn't matter what it was, it was an angel killer. He's one of those guys like Nelson Cruz. Always, when it came to the Angels, boom, has a series, like a four-game series, three home runs, whatever it may be. Um, Yeah, he he gave his fit, so I'm glad to see him gone. Uh, He was, like, if I had to say, like, who embodied um, the Oakland A's, like, who who was their guy? I thought it was Crush Davis for all those years, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know. So I'm I'm glad he's gone. Mitch Moreland, he's a, you know, he's a journeyman. Seems right. like he's on a one year, two and a half million contract, like almost every year now. So it's, <laughs> kind, of, it's kind of, he's kind of on the twilight of his uh, career, but he does bring that veteran expertise. It's kind of interesting to see Elvis Andrews right? on that. Geez, how many years was he in Texas? Like that dude, I think he was part of that to share a deal a long time ago. So um,
3: to see him in like that green and gold, it's going to be weird. And that's another thing, too, where, you know, uh, Martin's, he, he, Martin, he kind of talked about he thinks that Oakland is a, just as good as last year, and I'm not 100% convinced of that. Um, you lose a Marcus Simeon and you fill it with a Elvis Andrews. I don't think that's a one-for-one trade. I think that's something where they lose something there because obviously in the 2019 season, um, Simeon was a top three MVP guy yeah and i know last year wasn't necessarily a great year for him or he wasn't at that level last year but that was andrews it seemed to be subtly slowly kind of going down in his production i just don't think that is going to be a one-for-one trade you lose uh, mike minor you lose like we mentioned Hendricks. um that bullpen was such a, a a anchor for those guys last year that i just don't know if that those numbers will translate into 162 games. Now that we're going to get a full season. I think a bullpen strong team benefits from uh, a short season that we saw last year, because they can go full go. You don't have to worry, necessarily worry about resting guys because um, if they pitch their normal innings, then whatever the season's over. And you kind of, I think saw that in the playoffs because they weren't able to beat the Astros. The Astros was a better team, but you know, the bullpen necessarily didn't show up, but, you know, I just don't know if that's going to translate into a 162, um, 162 game season. Where do you see Oakland as far as um, the season when it starts up?
2: I see them as a third place team. Um, okay. ob- obviously, with our Angels in first place, because we're always hopeful at this point. I think right. we all we all think we have a first place World Series uh, team. Uh, right now <laughs> but, we'll, get, we'll, we'll
3: give our we'll give our serious uh picks on opening day okay okay honest our, our free opinion,
2: yeah honest opinion i think they're a third place team uh astros second of course our halos in first but um uh, yeah seattle seattle's got to be picking up the rear seattle so seattle and uh texas they're yeah. gonna be kind of right there so
3: one thing that is really interesting about this and then we'll, we'll get to the curators chronicles but um when you think Oakland A's, and correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of think orga- organization depth, like they have minor leaguers that can plug in and, and play and stuff like that. But always, at least in my head, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I always think of them of having a really good farm system. And what kind of shocked me is that they they don't really have that right now. So their depth is going to be kind of an issue. They're they're betting on some young arms, some arms coming back from injury. So that's gonna be an issue too, where if they do get a, a one or two you know, significant injuries here or there, they, you know, they could be very easily that fourth place team and, and, or, or worse in the division. Um, you know, do you, do you always think of Oakland like I do, or they always have that kind of organizational depth that helps them when stuff, when people go down
2: They're uh, you know, like thinking about it, just like what you said, we think about teams that have like a culture. And so guys will come, guys will go, um, but there's certain standards or certain a way in which we approach baseball and Oakland's one of those teams. They're the complete opposite of the Yankees. So the Yankees have that. <laughs> you go to the Yankees, you got to cut your hair. You got to, you know, shave your, shave your face. Both right. of us, both of us. Well, maybe especially, <laughs> you I have the mustache. You, you can keep the mustache. I think they don't you allow the mustache. mustache in right? yeah. Don, Don Mattingly, Don, Donnie baseball. They allowed that mustache. You no way
3: no uh, yeah
2: yeah like a Giambi when he well you look
3: to- at what's his name you look at like Garrett Cole right now he's all clean shaven and yeah, when he was so- in Houston he didn't have that
2: yeah so if you look back um, some baseball history here back in the seventies when Charles was Charles O Fenley was the owner of the A's he was a uh, kind of eccentric he actually paid guys to wear you know with the uh, to actually like don the the facial hair. So like the money m- chops and stuff like you get some extra money thrown at you right now. You know you what? Be- I wish you I wish the work would do right yeah. now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you'd be getting an extra like thousand bucks for that, what you got going on right now, little patches, but you'd yeah. be all right. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got I I heard, uh, I heard that still- patches comment.
3: Yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to grow it out to be uh, Brandon, and 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 it's not going well. The funny part about that too, his mom actually reached out to me and was like, "You know what? You're not helping my son at I know. all." I, uh, saw, sh-
2: I saw that. Man. Shave that. <laughs> I was like, "I'm
3: just telling you from experience. You yeah. know, when you have it, you you know, you got, use it."
2: Man, you got his mom on him. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, I uh, so, so going back to like the culture, like the the A's culture has always been that. It's always been the white cleats. That's where it goes that back to. That looks good. And, I, and, and that's always part of it. So it doesn't matter if Mark McGuire comes, he goes, Jose Canseco, Walt Weiss, uh, you know, all those dudes that we remember, all those big names. It's always that like kind of grittiness um, of the athlete like, and these guys that are no names and they rise to stardom a little bit. Right. And, and they're always known for not like really putting out that big contract. Like letting guys walk, like Maguire, letting them go to St. Louis. And that yeah. money, that money ball was there almost before like Billy Bean, and now Billy Bean's gone. gone. So it, but is that gonna continue? I don't know, but they do have that depth. They're always producing these guys, and you're like, where are they getting these these like? And it's always like that first base guy. Like <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they got like 20 dudes over there, like uh Mark Canna. Like, yeah, he was there. where'd for that while. guy go? Yeah. I, is he still on the team? I don't know, but it's like another depth. And then you have uh, you know, you're talking about like Olsen. It's just like these these power hitters at first. It's insane. Like a Giambi uh, you know, Maguire, So yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. They they've got some they've got something built within the way they you know they draft the way they uh the farm system operates. So
3: yeah, well, one thing too, and, and obviously. It's not happening this year, but it's happening down the road and something to kind of keep a lookout for is that Matt Olsen and Matt Chapman, the, the corner uh infield guys, they're, they're probably the two faces of the franchise right there. I don't know if one's over the other, but they're both going to be free agents in the, in the same year. And I think that's going to be 20, I want to say 2023 or 2024. So there's still some time, but w- it's going to be interesting to see what Oakland does. Do they extend one of them? Do they flip the other one to help them out? Because that's, like you mentioned, it's kind of been their thing where they will they can flip guys or they just won't re-sign them. Um, you saw that with Marcus Simeon. They didn't re-sign him after having a really great year. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do going forward, um, especially with those corner infield guys. But uh, Oakland A's throwbacks, one of the best in the, in the business, you think? Let's say it again. Oakland A's, their throwback uniforms. Do you think they're one of the best? The, the oh, green,
2: yeah. oh, God, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's what,
3: Kelly? I think they call it Kelly Green or something like that. Yeah, let me
2: tell you, there's no other – there's no more home field advantage in baseball than that Oakland Coliseum.
3: Oh, yeah, you've know been that. there. You know exactly know that. What, the, what it I, is.
2: I had a I had a kid – or I had somebody throw a helmet nacho on my face, got a little bit on my jersey, you know, no big deal. <laughs> but – I, as mad as I was, I respected it. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our fans are over here golf clapping, uh, you know, doing some selfies over on Instagram, TikTok videos. These Orange I really, County. We were leaving the field and uh, this little kid uh, said some uh, some not so nice words to me. He was like eight years old and he uh, used He was that. like,
3: I didn't know you knew those words. Yeah, I threw
2: an F word at me and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, with all the drums, the... The different banners, the drums, I love the drums. Drum, drum, I will give them that. Like, I love the drums as drum. much as it's annoying. That that stuff works, and uh, yeah, those fans are passionate, and I I do respect that. They're annoying as hell, but <laughs> but uh, but um, it, there's something up there. It's this weird culture of Oakland baseball, and they're looking to move out of that town, which is going to be interesting.
3: I hope they stay in Oakland, just because the the Raiders are gone, the Warriors are gone. Like the last thing Oakland has is the A's, and just. Um, being kind of impartial down the line, like I kind of hope they stay in Oakland because I think that city does deserve a uh, professional team, uh, you know, some sort. And and the A's, honestly, if you look at the past, you know, before Golden State, you know, with the Raiders, the A's were kind of the the top team in that area. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to wrap up the, our little talk about the Oakland A's. Uh, the next team that I'm going to try to get going is the Astros. Uh, we got a couple feelers out, and hopefully by early next week, we will have a preview of the Houston Astros. So we're going to take a quick break, real quick. And then when we come back, we are going to um, have a long awaited return of the Curators Chronicles. So uh, hold on, and we'll be right back after this. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
3: Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB Baseball. Bet online covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you cover for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor eBay sneakers from rare dead stock to the latest releases. You can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go. If you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing and with eBay's guarantee a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With the other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what, more sneakers. Check out ebay.com sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com sneakers today. Let's
1: go!
2: All right. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Curators Chronicles. Everyone's favorite segment. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's baseball history, whatever it is, uh, I know you're tuning in just for this. So uh this edition of the Curators Chronicles brings up uh something I actually just received in the mail today. So had oh, had, had yeah, this is never before seen. Um one thing that I've kind of started collecting was old correspondence letters from angels officials. So we're talking general managers, owner, um, scouting director, just getting those old letters that they would send. Um, what we would send today as an email, they actually had to send <laughs> those via the uh postal service back in the day, believe that or not, kids. But yeah, What's this that? letter, yeah, what, huh? So this letter um, was sent by, and I think Daniel has it up on the screen. Uh, this letter was sent by scouting director and farm farm director at that time, Roland Hammond, and he's actually still in the baseball business. This guy's still alive. He ended up going on to be a general manager of a few different teams. I think most notably the White Sox. But this letter is kind of cool because. Not only does it have that old L.A. Angels uh, letterhead, but dated in nineteen sixty-five. So we're on the cusp of the Angels changing the name from L.A. Angels to California. The first time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is right. <laughs> this is right before that move um, to Anaheim, and so he's writing a letter basically to. Uh, a guy that works over at baseball statistics. So if I had to say what baseball Statistics is, it's just a big publication where kind of like almost like a, the beginning of like saber metrics in some way, but he's telling them, um, you know, I need you to make these changes, but most notably change our logo, change our branding. All that was part of that directive. So it's kind of interesting. And then there's like a follow-up page on here where the guy writes back and he's saying, okay, I'll make those changes and stuff. So correspondence letters have kind of um, been on my interest and there's, uh, they'll pop up every once in a while. I got that Gene Autry that one time. So that was cool. And then there's a bunch of fan letters back and forth to the organization, but um, pretty cool stuff. And going with that, looking, looking at that old LA logo. So now we're, uh, Now we're celebrating the 60th 60th. anniversary, right? And so the Angels have actually finally put that logo out. It was it was out there because the season ticket holders actually got some uh got like an email with that new 60th logo. So, like, what do you think about that new 60th? I like it.
3: I like it. I like it that I like the look of it, you know, the years. Um The one thing I'm – not that I'm worried about, but I I remember when they had the 50th, they talked – or not they talked, but it took them a while to kind of put it on hats to put out to the public. I remember on that 50th year, I was waiting for it to come out, and then literally I couldn't pick it up until, like, the end of the year or the last, like, month, Uh a month and a half. So I am hoping as a hat collector – I try to collect as many different hats as I can, especially with the patches and stuff like that, that it comes off. You know, I looked it up right away to see if it was on MLB.shop or whatever, but um not there yet. I like it. I always kind of like these c- ceremonial or um ceremonial mm-hmm. yeah, patches sure. and stuff like that. Um it's gonna be a little bit different this year because I'm not sure what they're gonna do because of the lack of fans and in, in the stands, even if they are able to go in at a certain point. Um well, yeah, you remember the the, 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 yeah. the, the, the uh, amount of people is going to be, you know, a well, lot well, you, less.
2: You remember the 50th, right? They, yeah. had, they had an actual, like, player throughout Angels history out, like, in center field signing every, right, right, yeah. every, every home game, which is pretty awesome. So mad that I didn't take advantage of that, man. I didn't go out there one time. I don't know what the heck I was thinking, but um, <laughs> it's going to be weird with the 60th, like, how much can they, like, put into that? Yeah, but um, I always like those uh, anniversary logos. I'm pretty fond of them. Um, I like the 50th a lot. I don't know about the 60th man. Really? Yeah, it's. I feel like it's a rehash of the the 50th a little bit.
3: But let's be honest. So the Angels aren't necessarily known for being original. I mean, you look at a lot of their uh, what? Well, well, huh? Huh? Their hats and especially their spring training hat where it's like spring it's training hat. Come especially on, man. where it's like literally the same thing as last year, but just a hey, different hat hey, on the back. It had the sunglasses on the back. But as I was gonna say, that's the only thing different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that
2: front you sent that to me. I'm like it's the what? same way as last year, yeah. Dude, oh we've yeah. talked we've talked about that a few times too. With oh, yeah, we London definitely have not an, an, and like, an, like come on, man. Like all these other teams are coming up with like the shape of the state put the bear yeah. on the front and then we roll out that like come on uh but my favorite like anniversary logo it brings me back to my childhood it was the 30th 35th okay 35th. and they're not even doing like the the half marker anymore like they didn't do like a 55th or something like that oh, yeah there's was straight. A, was that ca the ca they did a 55th and it was had my birthday party at the stadium that year. So <laughs> they had a turn back the clock night. Hot dogs were ten cents. Drinks there were you fifty go. cents. People were throwing food like no other at, at each other. So,
3: yeah, never, I mean, never
2: forget that one.
3: Never, never forget. Never That's a good, that. uh, good point as far as never forgetting that one. But um, the sixtieth. I mean, I, I don't mind. Again, I don't mind it. You know, I know some people probably aren't thrilled with it, or, or like, I guess. Well, you are, but um, yeah. To me, it, it's not terrible. Um, like I said, hopefully they put it out on some stuff soon to get, you know, the merch part of it going. But, um, other than that, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind it. I I, I really don't. So, um, we'll kind of see how, what they do with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I I'm a sucker for these kind of things. Like I'm going to be straight up, like yeah, I'll, I'll buy it i'll buy i'll buy i buy the hat as soon as they put the patch on it that's that's without a doubt Dude, I, i'm not a
1: hat
2: collector because i wear them so much and i sweat profusely well see that's
3: the thing though i got like oh, three, man, four, I really, I got, I three or four hats, hats. That, yeah i like i'll get i have three or four hats that are in my rotation as far as like well if i go play golf or i am walking outside like say we're at a disneyland or whatever um when you could do that um I'll wear where I don't mind if it gets sweat, but everything else is kind of like, OK, well, I got to kind of wear this only on certain occasions. So, yeah, I have like two or three where it's like in a rotation where I don't necessarily mind again. all all jacked up, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm, I'm not going to wear one of my nice ones out and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, here's a sad story for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, back in the day, angels used to have uh, yard sales. Remember that?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I I remember before it was um it was like their moving day. Yeah and then was, now it, then now it was like at the then it was at the um de like like Mayo thing for but, a little
2: bit. Yeah, so they did that, they combined them, they had a standalone. But I'm I'm thumbing I'm going through all this stuff, right? Like a little honey badger. <laughs> like, ah, overload like what do i do i could fill a bag for ten dollars but yeah. there's this hat and uh, they just throw stuff out there they're like i don't care they're not <laughs> interested in getting the most you know all that money but i come across a hat it had a 14 written underneath the bill and oh yeah yeah, i think i remember throw- that story yeah it was a throwback la hat so when they did a turn back the clock night and it was Sosha's hat and i i pick it up for like 20 bucks so my I'm an idiot. Instead of just putting it up on a shelf, I wear it, and so I get, like, <laughs> I get massive sweat marks all over this thing. So, so yeah, I I appreciate your uh, collection of hats, but uh, I'm down to wear them. Like I'll be wearing a hat, then I'll start mowing the lawn, and then I won't take it off, and then it, it's done with. So yeah,
3: see, I'm I'm the kind of like I have three hats that I go out with. You know, where I don't mind getting dirty. Everything else is like in one of those uh, long, uh, it's not Tupperware because it's not food, but one of these long, rubber made uh, containers. And I just throw them uh, uh, in there and close it up and throw it underneath the bed and pull one out when I need one.
2: Man, I, I think about my life and I'm like, man, if I had all that money that I spent on
3: hats, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire. I'd be a- I'm not a millionaire, but I probably would have a couple more hundred oh, dude, like, I, for sure. Yeah, I'd have
2: like 10 grand for sure, man. Oh shoot. No, I'm not even joking. I know it's sad. I'm not I'm not there yet, but dude, you're talking about hey, those new errors are like forty bucks now.
3: Yeah, and and the funny part is too like the ones I I get the most or I'm kind of guaranteed to get every year no matter what are the all-star and the spring training. And those are like over 40. So obviously last year without the all star game, I didn't get one there. Spring training is kind of the same, but I kinda wanna keep the tradition of like the seventh one or sixth one in a row. Um but yeah, other than that, I kind of look for like especially like the one I'm wearing now with the kind of the the, that, the, yeah, the that, pill the pillbox,
2: man. That pillbox hat, great. like
3: stuff like that, I'll grab. But for the most part, I just wait for like one of those like on field commemorative kind of hats to come out. And I know um they came out with their St. Patrick's Day hat, the green hat that they're gonna wear on St. Patrick's Day at spring training. Um I don't know if I'll get that one, but you know, I try to keep it as much with the red kind of, you know, at least theme as much as possible. So That's been another edition of the Curator's Chronicles.
1: Let's go. Batter up. We're taking the afternoon off. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. For
4: a ball game too.
3: And now, obviously, we kind of mentioned it before. We're gonna talk a little Angels baseball and stuff that's happened over the last, you know, couple weeks since we've been here. Um, if you're watching on our YouTube or on our uh, Facebook, go ahead and if you have a question, go ahead and leave it in the comments and we'll do our best. We'll do our best to answer it. So one of the first things I want to mention is um, with the start of spring training, the start of players reporting, you had position players report earlier this week, and with that, um, this post came out a little bit earlier uh, at the moment of that time from Albert Pujols' wife um, saying that today is the is the last day uh, or today's the first day of the season of one of the most remarkable careers in sports. So in, in a way, I'm sure people have seen it. In a way, it kind of did sound like she was announcing his retirement. When that came out, and I think we, we kind of text back and forth about it, did you think it was actually legit that she was announcing that retirement?
2: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> for sure, I that like I don't know what the point. Uh, otherwise, but then I the biggest thing for me is like, did we think Albert was gonna play longer or like See, like, and- like, like I like I, am I like missing something like contracts over? He's fifty years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, no, he had a great career. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't think like he was gonna pursue. Uh, like a one-year deal with the Angels, or like with another team. I just never thought that was an option. So, and especially yeah. for his wife to get ahead of it, I know there's a lot of banter. Like, yeah, and, and
3: hey, to be fair, she did. It. To be fair, she did go back and kind Dude, of edit exactly. it a little bit yeah, to say, yeah. like she she meant she mentioned it as like the end of the contract and end of the yeah. the you know stuff like that. And she kind of went back and was like, oh, I'm just trying to send off my husband to. Spring training, you know, on, on a good vibe, which okay, I get it, but it's like I kind of feel like it, when you type that out, you kind of have to know what kind of the 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 what you're saying, you know, like
2: yeah, man, like we're on social media like all the time, right? So you got to know like words well, matter. The, season, things, the thing is, though, too, she impact. is
3: too. Albert doesn't have a huge presence on Instagram or, yeah, or Twitter, she he, but she does, so it's like yeah. even more so to be like, hey, you do know how this sounds, like even if it wasn't what yeah. she thought or what she wanted to put out there. Like you kind of like, this is, Hey, this is, sounds like you're saying thank you for a whole career, which, you know, like you said, it's a great career. I don't think, I don't think angel fans give Albert enough credit for what his career was. um, Especially early in the St. Louis days um because of the lack of production, the last, you know, two or three years.
2: Yeah. Um But I guess my question is, did you think he was going to play beyond this year? Is that like a surprise? Is that like stop the presses kind of moment? Like for me, it's not.
3: I mean, I kind of thought. Because, you know. Realistically, he would want to. So I didn't think he would announce his retirement. I think that's what the thing is. Do I think someone will sign him? No. But do I think he thinks that? No. Also, I think he would go into it and say, yeah, I can get another year or two years here or there. Maybe go back to St. Louis if the DH comes over there. Like I can see that in his head thinking that. You know, in, in reality, like, I don't see, you're right, I don't see another team picking him up, but I also see him thinking, like, oh, yeah, I can sign with another team, or, oh, yeah, I can, yeah. you know, go over here. So that's why the announcement wouldn't happen. It would be kind of one of those things where it kind of happens this time next year when he's not picked up by a team, or he's not, you know, yeah. I cannot see Albert doing what a lot of people are doing right now and and um, taking, like, minor league deals. Like, oh, I cannot God. see that at all. Like, I see, oh. I see him... Announcing his retirement way before then but I can see a point where it's like in his head. He's thinking like oh, yeah I'll get a deal somewhere else
2: Yeah, and then the extra component to all this is like correct me if I'm wrong But when he signed that, you know, what was it 10 year contract? Yeah 200 and something like 20 million 240 or something chump changed now Um, (laughs) But part of the contract was that he would stay on as an angels like advisor kind of like a body right. like a bobby gritch role right now make it so, make
3: make, make yeah, appearances PR, sign sign, sign autograph. Know, like, shake hands kiss babies that kind of thing yeah, <laughs> sign you know yeah <laughs> you're right here right
2: right um, yeah yeah but like that was part of it so like i think he's kind of like under contract in some sense and yeah, as far as legacy is concerned, like why are you going to leave and go with like a one-year con- one contract to like Tampa Bay or something, right? It makes no sense. you got your money. You're well off. So it wasn't like – I don't know. I, I never expected him to play beyond this year. But I do see him signing like a one-day retirement in San, in San- Right. Kansas. That's going to
3: be interesting. I nice see, see that him. for
2: sure, man. He should. I, I wouldn't be offended as an Angels fan if he did. Um, right. Right. That's where, like you said, he put up ridiculous numbers. Right. And, and and then I sent you, I, like, and I you that text that morning. Yeah. I was like, goodness gracious. These and, and there I it is. I'll pull it up
3: right now. I and, mean, again, if you're listening to it on the podcast, you can look it up on, on our, our YouTube page. Um, but they compare Mike Trout, his first nine years, to Albert's first ten years. And, granted, there's like a year and a half missing because you know they abbreviated a year last year and then just not having that tenth overall year. But some of these numbers aren't even close. Like you're talking about – Between two thousand and one and two thousand and eleven, Albert had four hundred and forty five home runs. Right now, Trout's sitting at three hundred two. So that's not that's. I mean, that's a world apart.
2: Hey, one of the biggest things about Albert is the average, man. Yeah. Before he came to, you know, Anaheim, like three twenty eight, he was like a three thirty, like, you know, average. Like it just kept on dropping and kept on dropping. But look at that, man! Insane. Look at the WAR. Not even close. So, right. You know, we talk about Trout like putting up numbers we haven't seen since Mickey Mantle. Now, we saw some numbers They Albert is <laughs> putting them up. And then that World Series he was in uh, with David Freeze, and like that was so iconic. Like, Albert put up like that ball that, that's kind of trending. Like, yeah, he oh, found his <laughs> ball <laughs> on, the like moon on Mars deal. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he was an insane type of player. And even though, he was drafted really late.
3: Like Oh yeah, he was like 20. Yeah, like 20 something around 6 or 27 something around there, yeah. Yeah, so. But no, that's I mean that's a great point that you make as far as you know, look at him, he was, you know, better than Trout when, you know, both have three MVPs at that point. Um but I hope people even if it is his last year, it's definitely I can say it's definitely going to be his last year with the Angels. I hope people Understand the guy, the player he was in his prime. I mean, there's whenever he does retire, if it's at the end of this year, next year, or whenever. I mean, he's that first ballot hall of famer. Like, do you see him going in? And it's only happened, I think, what, once or twice unanimously?
2: Oh, yeah. He's unanimous. Yeah. I, I i agree completely. Uh, too. There's no way like you can vote against that. Um, uh, I mean, home run wise, obviously. Uh, just the impact he had in the game. I met. And then like I look at his time with the Angels, right? We we wish that he would uh produce a little bit more. It took him like almost a uh, like two months to hit his first home run. I don't know if you remember that. It was like yeah, it was a while. Where is he gonna freaking crush his first home run? And he finally did. But I would say like his legacy is we signed him for all those uh milestones, right? Yeah. So he had his 500th, his 600th, which I almost caught. I am about to say, was, yeah, well, I'll I, was close. Like I remember that story. Years. Man, dude, that would have changed my life. I would have <laughs> ran out of that stadium with that ball for sure. But, yeah, he, we signed him for the milestones, um, and that was part of it. We signed him for that Fox Sports deal, like you said. Um, we signed him for jersey sales. And then I think, the, I think his biggest impact is um, kind of helping Mike Trout
3: Right, like uh, uh, I think I think like, like
2: at the end of the day, uh, Mike Trout is a better ball player because of the veteran leadership and the influence that Albert Pujols had on him, and if you take that away, um I don't know, it's tough because he had like Tory Tory was huge, but then when Tory mm-hmm. left, it was Albert, and Albert taught him the way of like night signing autographs um things like that. No, I'm I'm joking aside. No. Uh, no, he was he was very um you know he taught him the way he, how to approach the game. He was kind of he kind of fathered him in there. Um, so I think that's Albert's actually biggest impact within the organization.
3: Yeah, and, and I heard something on the radio, and, and it's kind of leads to my next topic: the uh, Fernando Tati signing. But you know, Fernando Tati signed for 14 years. A lot of people are saying, you know, what's that going to look like at the end of it? I think when you sign these big extensions, you know, even Trout, you know, for for a certain point, like the first like two or three years, you're hoping the the, the player performs over what you pay him. Like he overperforms the contract. The middle years, you kind of hope he breaks even because you know, uh, at the end of those contract, you know, the last two or three years, he's definitely going to be overpaid for what he does, and that's just kind of the way the deal works. I mean, it does kind of depend. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, I think obviously that's a lot had to do with Albert. It's unfortunate that they weren't able to kind of put a serious playoff run, not only with travel. But I think it would have been really great too, to see Pujols in a serious playoff run um, yeah. with the angels at some point.
2: Yeah. You kind of like wonder about those, like baseball's notorious for the backloaded contracts, right? Right. So kind of like you think about like mortgages, mortgages were like, like a 30 year fixed or whatever, <laughs> but and then like, Oh, let's do a reverse mortgage. Um, yeah, we backloaded like that polls contract. So in the years that are not as productive, we're paying them like upwards of like 30 million, 35 yeah. million bucks. That's
3: last year, yeah. But now
2: I, f- I feel like the trend is kind of moving. I heard a lot about like in the NBA, like front loading the contract because now you're paying for like those productive years. You're getting the most out of them. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the back years, now you're saving some cap space. And then so we can see some something a little bit better there so um
3: i don't know yeah i mean the thing with the backloaded contracts i think and obviously i i believe when it comes to the luxury tax it doesn't matter if it's front-loaded or back-loaded they just the the annual um the aav is what goes towards the tax so it doesn't matter if it's front-loaded yeah. or back-loaded it's whatever the average is yeah the payroll is you know where it depends on where it's front loaded or back loaded, but I think a lot of people figure, let's back load it, and it's like a lot of people do. Hey, we'll worry about that in you know five six yeah, years. Let's, let's, give, let's not yeah, worry let's about just, it now. Just
2: uh, swipe that credit card, man. Yeah,
3: exactly. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. would would you like if your
2: employer came up to you and said, "Hey, Daniel, um, I want to give you a fourteen year contract, guaranteed"? Goodness <laughs> gracious, man. Yes. Yeah, so I suck. You fire me. I still get that money. So let's talk about that real quick. Cause I, I
3: kind of, obviously that was like kind of the big news this last couple of weeks is that Fernando Tatis signs for a $340 million contract over 14 years. The AAV is only like 24 million. So when you break it down like that, I don't feel like, do you feel like they overpaid? Do you feel like they got what they, you know, equal value? Like, how do you feel about that? When you see those numbers again, that's 340 million over 14 years. I don't even know.
2: I don't know what I'm doing next week. (laughs) They signed up for 14 years, right? And so far, like if you look at that contract, 24 million, uh, think about the rate of inflation. Mm -hmm. So 14 years from now, goodness, what what, like decade are we in? We're like 2035 or something, right? So 2035, uh, you know, $24 million a year. That's probably looking like a pretty good deal. If he continues to perform, um, yeah. So far, he's performed for sure. Yeah, um, and he's like what yeah. twenty two years old. So, so it's not he's like
3: young. he's not like these 37, 38 year old guys that signed. Like, try to think, signed his extension at what thirty six? I believe is when he signed his ex- or 26, sorry, 26. twenty six. Sorry, twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. 26. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, exactly. He's not Albert. Uh, yeah. We know how old he is. Um, <laughs> But you know, he's like twenty two years old. So obviously. When he, I think the contract's up, he is at 36 Fernando. I think that's why that was on my mind. But, yeah. uh, you know, obviously it's not like a, a normal extension like they did with uh, Trout, they did with Harper, they did with these other guys that when the contract's over, they're going to be like near their 40. They're going to be like 41 or something like that.
2: Yeah, I meant, it's just, uh, it's it's crazy to commit to someone like that. But, um, and, you know, the crazier thing is, you know who... Uh, you know who they traded for to get
3: oh big game James team.
2: Shields, James Shields, man, James big Remember game James Shields. James? Hey, big game James was like he was all right back in the Royals, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, era. and then Chicago got but, him, or they, but, uh yeah, yeah. That's who they yeah, that's I who they traded they for, for Chicago, man. Yeah. Like big game James, yeah. So so just to have him on their team, um, he's got that swag. They're trying to bill him as like the new well, kind of trout,
3: kind of deal, kind of deal. Well, know. that's what I'm. Uh, what I was going to ask you too. And you hear this a lot because Fernando Tatis, even before the contract got inked, um, he's the new cover boy for uh, for the MLB the show this year, 21. Do you think he's the he's the face of MLB? Ah, no, of course no. Not. Who do you think it is? It's Mike Trout, homie. You think so? Of course. The face. I mean. I'm saying the face. I'm not saying the best player because obviously that is Mike Trout. But I'm saying the face, the guy that the commer like what, what's do, Trout doing? Like, do you
2: think San Diego's a bigger market than uh
3: Los Angeles? I don't think it's a bigger market, but I do think that he's embracing Fernando Ortiz, he's embracing the look at me, you know, obviously with the bat flips, his hair, the kind of like showy kind of play to, to draw eyes. I think if you I think if you ask people who Mike Trout is or not even who Mike Trout is, cause they might know by name, but if you ask the average person, not necessarily a baseball fanatic or anything like that, if you ask, here's, here's a lineup who, which one's Mike Trout? I don't think they, I don't, I do not think the average person who's not a baseball fan will, will know who that is for really? now. Oh yeah. I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't, and I think that's because, that's because that's how, that's who Trout is. He doesn't try to go out and, and seek the limelight. He doesn't, Bat flip. he doesn't do commercials i mean like what he's been in one commercial and that was at body armor when he was like doing a little dancing yeah. in the the I disco know, put it on the pole I, i'll well put on the i pole. mean i mean the angels fans are kind of it's kind of skew a little bit so i yeah. don't know how <laughs> impartial it's gonna be yeah. but oh um, uh, no way i i, th- oh, I, yeah. di- I disagree I, disagree. I think i think he's the, i think he'll i think he is the face of the of, of mlb because he's out there more he's just out there in the public more than mike trout ever has been because and, and it's, it's trout's prerogative like he can do whatever he wants if he doesn't want to do a commercial he doesn't want to do a commercial but it just seems like tatis is out there for so many more eyes to see than trout ever really was or is for that yeah. matter yeah. so i i mean i just i think that's kind of what it is um so some more, um. Yes, my my uh, my wife is right. Let's 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 put it on the oh, board. So we got it somebody on. Yeah, <laughs> Cindy wow. yeah we, got a, we got a couple. We got oh, we got
2: people coming, people.
3: Yeah, there we go. We got we got Randy uh, Gutierrez that said, uh, "What up, what up, yeah, fellas?" Randy, earlier, so.
2: what's up, man? We miss so. you. We miss seeing you in the parking
3: lot. It's <laughs> those tailgates with Randy and Myra. Dude, right. and that's probably one the one thing I miss the most. So I've, we've gotten this question a lot about spring training. We are not going this year. How does that make you feel? It, may, it makes me feel
2: sad. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I, th- I think I've gone at least eight years in a row. Uh, before I knew you, um, while I've known you, we've gone a few times. We've probably gone at least five years.
3: Yeah, I think the only year that we, me and my wife missed together was the year that we got married just because of, um, I got saved for the wedding.
2: I told you, you could have like, you know, just got in the back of the car and slept on the floor and all I, that but you know i,
3: I know I know, she, I know she's listening but like she needs like a hotel room at least with a nice <laughs> bed you know oh uh, you need like a little marriott little deal you know cool what was that that very first year we went and you, you me and my wife were at one place and you you were at another place and it was like so like run down it was like oh, oh dude we were
2: at the days in that show was whack you gotta <laughs> you gotta bleep that out yeah that place was <laughs> terrible yeah, you guys at that nice place, and then we moved over. I think I stayed with you and Courtney at, at
3: another actually, hotel, nice little
2: timeshare kind of deal. Yeah, hotel. It was awesome. And then we stayed we, at um, Airbnb yeah. last year. So the uh, year before year. it was cool, last year was something.
3: was a story, and that's, we'll keep that between us because that was something.
2: That's, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah, so I mean. That's like a true crime podcast. There, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Emojis,
3: yeah, there yeah,
2: you no, go. I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, I am sad. But part of me is like, I don't even know if I care because spring training is all about the access the access to it, players, that's exactly why autographs. Yeah. Um, especially for us in the media, I call us media now. Oh, shit we're, we're big time <laughs> right now. Um, like to go down there and not to be able to do an interview, like to go up to Brandon Marsh and be like, Hey, you want to get a sound bite? We can't do that anymore. Those days right. are done. And we felt
3: well, that the days aren't the, done. I mean, just for this year, I think next year, I think it's gonna be done. back to normal.
2: We're gonna, we're gonna see. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see you this. don't think by
3: 2022 everything's gonna be back to normal as far as yeah. going down to the bottom fields. Maybe. people might be people Maybe. might be a little more cautious about it, but I think 2022, you will see that stuff back open again. I mean, you're 11. already letting people in the stands.
2: Yeah, but look at 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. 9-11 before 9-11. I don't know if you remember that because you're a little younger than I am. <laughs> but like you used to go, Freshman and in walk, high school. you used to walk up to the terminal, like at an airport, and you used to walk and watch your your family members take off on that plane. After that, done. Well, I don't think I feel like some of these restrictions were will like linger for
3: years, like our
2: like our access at the 66ers, like being the
3: dugout. I just don't see that. Well, not this year, but maybe next year. I I I do just because of the fact that um, especially with spring training, if you take away that access sooner or later, people aren't going to go. Or at least not to the volume that they are now. I think yeah, like this 90, year,
2: this, like ninety dollars for a spring training. Well,
3: I think That's this year is different. This year is different because you're talking about the Dodgers and Dodgers because they won a World Series. Okay. And, and, and to tell you the truth, their tickets were expensive already before all that stuff. Oh yeah. Now, sure. now you're you, now you're limiting tickets to like fifteen percent capacity. So obviously, I mean, you take basic economics: the supply is down, demand is high. So yeah, you can jack up the prices. I for think. Sure. I think this year it's kind of a blip. Like, yeah, you'll get those scalpers that always want to try to get ahead of the game, which I understand. But I think just with the lack of uh, tickets available is going to make it a hell of a lot more easier to jack up the prices. But I I honestly think spring training next year will be maybe not exactly how it was before, but but pretty damn close. I think you know they open up. I think they open up practice back up next year. I mean, you know, especially if this season goes through without a major kind of hitch, I don't see why not.
2: Yeah, and it's sad because spring training is, I think, I uh, speak for all of us. That's the time we look forward to, man.
3: Oh, dude, I love spring also, training, It's, yeah.
2: a, it's chill. Uh, you get out. It's like a different yeah. environment, different stadiums. It's just very yeah. like just cruising around. Like you feel like an adventurer, and for it to be gone, I don't know. It's And then we also are uh, personally dealing with uh, other stuff, so.
3: Yeah, I mean. It,
2: it, that adds to it, so.
3: Yeah, so. You know, I think, I think spring training is, is going to be kind of, you know, I love baseball, but it's almost, I'm, I I tell my wife all the time, like I'm getting that itch, like let's just go. Screw it, let's just go. But then you look at the prices for hotels and stuff like that, and I can't go see the players practice and the minor league guys. Like you want to be able to go see, like you mentioned, Brandon. You want to be able to go see Joe. You want to be able to call the guys over that you know, um, Chris Rodriguez, the guys that we know personally, but you're not able to do that right now. So, um uh, Hopefully next year I'm really having my fingers crossed for next year. We can get out there again and, and, and do spring training proper. Cause I mean, and you know it, because you're like that during a regular baseball game. We like going out there and talking with fans and and chatting with them. And I mean, you can't do that right now.
2: No.
3: I remember last last year we went. It was like a Saturday game. Like I don't remember paying for a beer, but I remember being really jacked up. And that was fun. <laughs> so some more news that's going on with spring training um shohei otani had a bullpen session earlier and he was like topping out at 90 and now that he is kind of getting more and more back into shape he is topping out at 97 miles per hour or at least that's what he said so um that's what you know said. that's what he said so um <laughs> here's some footage of it from fox sports west twitter um you know, how do you feel about Otani coming back on the mound? Are you, are ah. you encouraged? Are you s- skeptical? How do you feel about going into the season with Otani on the mound?
2: Yeah, like you just can't count on this guy. Like, and then I saw like a report, I don't know what source it was on. I, don't quote me on anything. <laughs> um, but it said like the top the top pitching staffs in like the AL, mm-hmm. and we they had the Angels like Number three or four, without Otani listed, so um, he's he's like the game changer. He's like the X factor, right?
3: Oh, he's definitely so, the X X factor. yeah. So like,
2: but I can't count on him. Like, I I don't like going to the season going like, oh, we got Otani. He's on the front end, but yes. if he contributes, goodness gracious, man, that's like a little extra, you know, a little bump. Little on top of, you know, like that's like the cherry on top. And like, do I think like he increased seven miles per hour on his fastball within like two days?
3: Oh, I do. Yeah. Because I don't think. I don't I, know, man. No, only only because I don't think in that first bullpen session, I don't think he was going full go. I don't, yeah. I don't think he was going full yeah, go. True, true. I, I mean, that first, that first bullpen session, the beginning of spring, there is absolutely zero reason to go full go. There's, yeah. there's no reason. Sure. Yeah, you and don't want to
2: you don't want to burn yourself. Right. Out. So in this bullpen Adrian. session,
3: they they talked about um he topped out at 97, but he was more consistently around like 94, 95, which is for which is great for him. Um, it's the mental part, and he kind of talked about it. Um, he, he didn't feel comfortable last year, and that's kind of what led to his issues, not only in the in, on the mound, but getting shot down the mound, but in the batter's box too, because you know. He he had a great rookie year. I mean, one rookie of the year, and then last year was just—I I mean, to, to be frank, it was kind of an absolute dud. You know, it, it, it was. Are you are you still with the whole two way? Or would you rather see him? Nah, I'm I'm with the one way. Which which way would you rather see him then?
2: Pitching uh, or? I think I'd rather see him like hitting. I'd rather see him in that like playing first base, outfield, DH kind of deal.
3: Yeah. But... <sighs> I just think he would be able to impact a game so much more, especially with this team pitching just because, you know, MLB.com or not MLB.com, but MLB network, or maybe it was MLB. Whatever. They're all the same. Um, They came out with the top 100 players. And obviously you have Rendon and Trout in the top 10 each, you know, Uh, Trout was one. I think Rendon was nine or eight. So obviously you figured the offense is going to be there. What you need, obviously, is pitching. And that's kind of been the whole thing with, 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 True. The Angels has been pitching, so I think he can help out there more. Um, I kind of mentioned it on, the, on a podcast a couple uh, episodes ago. The two-year contract they got to avoid arbitration, I think that's his tryout. I think if he can't get it done in these two years, where it's yeah. respectable, I think that's when you start making the, the you make the switch to one or the other. Yeah, for sure. And we got him.
2: Um, ah, bam! That first initial contract was ridiculous he's on
3: he's on his minor league deal
2: well we had we had to pay like the whatever fee it was posting fee but that's
3: not even to him that's to the that's to the team that his his other
2: deal was stupid right but then we got him like what a little over four four million a year right now i think that's i think that's what the deal is arbitration deal was something like that so right but
3: like his first couple years he was making almost league minimum yeah, you know, that's like any yeah. other you know minor leaguer was. Um, he wasn't mess- he wasn't like he was breaking the bank. He wasn't costing the Angels, you know, a huge headache with payroll and stuff like that. He was he was literally making what yeah. you know when when Joe Adele comes up, that's what he he was making the same thing.
2: Yeah, and he um, got Rookie of the Year. So, um, yeah, so I mean, if he produces it all, we're paying him four million a year. But yeah, you're right. This is a tryout for that long. You know,
3: that extension or Oh, Chris just dropped out. I don't know what happened, but uh we'll wait for him to come back. But yeah, you know, Otani, I think is just I think he's fine. I think he'll be perfectly fine for what it is. And that is yeah, he got eight and a half over two years, so just over four, you know, four point what one five for the contract. So um something else that we're gonna talk about and again, Chris kind of just dropped off, so we'll just keep it on going. Um Angels did have a little movement today. Um, they acquired Jake Mayfield from the Braves in a exchange for cash consideration um, to make room for Jake. Um, Robel Garcia was designated for assignment. Um, I think it was just simply just leaving space or adding depth. I don't know if necessarily if he makes the team, I don't necessarily think he will. Um, I don't think he will. Uh, uh, start the season with, with with the angels i think he's one of those guys that will just um add depth to the team so um that's something to look out for that's kind of the most recent news other than that there hasn't been a whole lot of news but there are starting again spring training um games i believe this sunday the 28th or so so uh that's something to really look forward to i'm really looking forward to getting some games getting some guys out there to play and and you know there's a great play to be made if there's all that stuff we will obviously bring it here on the all angels podcast we'll have, you know if we're on youtube we'll try to bring the actual highlight and we'll talk about it going forward um but you know the spring trainings games just around the corner is super exciting um you know talking about spring training and we talked about it with chris a little bit um if you have a spring training story or you guys just want to kind of get out there and talk about spring training Make sure you email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com, um, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. I, I'm really interested to hear about your guys' spring training stories, either it's a, one of, if it's a great time with the friends or maybe just um, what you like about it. That's always one of my favorite things to do when we go out there, and we've done it the last couple of times as far as um, talking to people and, and ask them why they come to spring training. That's always one of my favorite things to do. So um, we'll be back in the early next week to preview the Astros fingers crossed. Um, but definitely you want to check out our Instagram feed, our Twitter feed, um, for those kind of updates, because we'll be posting them there. Um, when they happen, um, halo underscore Haven, check it out. And then too, I just want to give a, another quick shout out to the guys over at, um, at this, uh, Sunday league podcast, uh, doing the podcast or um, doing the fantasy baseball uh, with them this season. Um, Definitely check them out again. That is Sunday league podcast. Check it out. Um, So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the all angels podcast. Um, We will be back again next week. We're trying to keep on doing two weeks, two per week. Um, But you're going to want to listen to or subscribe. Sorry. You're going to want to subscribe to our Facebook and our YouTube and our Twitter because in the weeks to come, um, for people that are new, we are going to do a showing, a, a kind of walkthrough of Halo Haven. If you follow us on Halo Haven on Instagram, you kind of saw the little outside view of it. Um, but we're going to put one out there on, on our YouTube and all the other stuff to kind of show uh, you fans our version of a man cave, Chris's version of a man cave. He is, um, like he kind of mentioned, he collects a lot of stuff. so. Um, we're going to do a show there probably in a couple of weeks, but that one's going to be obviously exclusively kind of a visual thing. So um, it's probably not going to be on the podcast. So you want to get to those other sites, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter and subscribe there so you can see it. Um, and we might even think about doing just a YouTube exclusive. So you have to subscribe to our YouTube page to see it. Um, maybe we'll even get a tour of the bus. That's that's, that's a uh, a piece of angel fandom that we have not explored nearly as much as I, as we normally do so um look out for that look out for the previews all that stuff so i'm down garcia for chris the curator johnson um wherever he is um right now he dropped off the face of the earth it seems like but we'll be back and you listen to another edition of the all angels podcast